0: what's up y'all it's Patrick as always thank you so much for tuning into our podcast either on Apple or Spotify we always appreciate you being part of the vibe before we begin if you could rate the podcast we greatly appreciate it and make sure to come practice with us at communeyogastudio.com. have an amazing rest of your day and enjoy this episode
1: so soothing Mm
0: -hmm. calm intro I'm just trying to make people feel good you know what I mean I'm just trying to make people feel good. Is <laughs> that
1: always the goal?
0: We got a full crew here today. You know, it's been a few two pieces in a row. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're up to that four. We
1: had the brocast. The bro-cast, broadcast, yeah. Broad- the,
0: bro-ca- bro-cast, broadcast.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. the
0: brocast broadcast, broadcast.
1: Yeah. The broadcast, 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 and, and then we and had then me and you, a
0: little duo. Yeah.
1: And then now we're back.
0: Now we're back. Full full swing of things. Uh, all right. Warm up question of the day. Are y'all ready? Ready. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to sure you want to speak into the mic just to test because, you know, people say you like to whisper <coughs> that thing a little well, bit.
2: Well, I did say ready, and it was ready. Yeah. Ready. <laughs>
0: You're feeling a little froggish. I'm but ready. It's okay. Shubs, you over there. you good?
2: Mm-hmm. I'm set. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite yoga mat. Warm-up question of the day. That's the warm-up question. What is your favorite yoga mat? What do you prefer to use? Anyone want to start that off? Sheebs, you got it. Op- op- open open All right, yeah, mat. I
3: will. Let's see. So, for a vigorous vinyasa practice or anything sweaty, I like my life form... Just life form, sticky mat, doesn't let me slip. And then if it's like a mellow flow or a yin class, I like something with a little bit more padding, so a little bit more thickness. And so I have this Manduka mat. And to be honest, I'm not quite sure the exact brand. It's also a non-stick, but it has a little bit more depth.
0: Nice.
2: I would say I am with you if it's not too sweaty, which has got to be basically cold in the yin class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: do like Mandukas uh, when they're warm in. Uh, I mainly practice with Lulu's, but uh, any of that material, I kind of like. Um, But I will say, when I first started to move to Seattle, you don't really drive anywhere, so you kind of walk. And I remember the first couple times I would take my mat. I walked down to, like, like, uh, Urban, and... I remember having to walk back up to and carry. I was like, "Fuck that!" And so I, <laughs> I stopped. I stopped bringing mats. And so I just kind of walking I, back yeah, up I, that I'll hill just let. I'll mat. just let whatever uh, mat is there. That's what I'll use wherever I taught.
1: Not so picky anymore. No,
2: not anymore. Not since I had to carry it up those hills.
1: Uh, I like the sticky mats for a sweaty class too, which Patrick sometimes calls cheating. But I, <laughs> They are cheating. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm okay with a little cheating in a sweaty class. I like mat, I like the life form mats. I also really like the kind of old school jade yoga mats. I don't even know how to describe their texture. Those were good,
0: but they just crumble. So that's what I,
1: I really like them in theory. But after you start to use them, it's like you get a handprint. Like it digs in and then the mat kind of starts to crumble underneath. So every time you practice, you have pieces of mat on your hand. You know what's weird about but that? But I like the way they feel a lot.
2: I'm allergic to latex, so I can't use jade. because oh, it's jade it, it, of latex burns it? like uh, it burns oh, my skin. Whoa! So I can only—I guess I should have mentioned this when I, I talked you. about yoga mats. I had no There's idea. There's only as few mats that I can use. It, it cannot have any rubber powder oh. or latex powder. I cannot use jade. does it hurt or, your skin. Yeah. So like you know, like yeah, it just starts really burning. Like mm. at the like if I went to the dentist or anything like that, and they like have those latex gloves, it just my skin just gets on fire. Oh. And I'd learned this. I was practicing in a hot yoga room, and I touched my face. And everything just started burning, and it was the worst experience ever. (laughs) So, you know, if you're allergic to latex, too, watch your mess. You just sweating. sweating. Oh, dude, it's dripping in my face and eyes.
0: It was not not good. good. Did not. you have like a rash? Did it like kind of grow? <clears throat>
2: it didn't. N- nothing grew. No, no abnormal growth. But definitely, uh, it took a while for it to not burn. <laughs>
1: this is actually interesting though, because Siege, aren't you allergic to lavender too?
2: I am allergic to lavender. So
1: no latex yoga mats and no lavender face towels or essential no. oils and shavasana. I None I taught this.
2: St- I taught a studio who passed who passed out the late or the uh, lavender towels and I was just like, hey guys, I'm I'm sorry, I'm allergic to it. Some lady the next class, uh, it's so sweet, she brought me tongs and was. So it's like oh we cannot let ha- we can't let you not touch the lavender towels <laughs> stop me from getting the lavender towels
1: <laughs> we still expect the lavender towels yeah, so, so you she need a so someone hands or gave me some tongs
2: hand to hand them out, <laughs> out. It, was, it was the funniest thing i think i still only use them though if she was in the class it's yeah. still i'm not touching the
0: lavender it's, just, it's just leaving me
2: <laughs> yeah just not my thing
1: I never knew the latex thing. Maybe that's what's crumbling on my hands. I don't know. I like the jade mats, but Mm -hmm. I definitely think that this isn't a slam on them, but I think it's a bummer that they kind of crumble eventually.
0: (laughs) I just remember using one in like a Brock class, whatever, 10, 12 years ago and coming out of shavasana and like having it be a second t-shirt pieces stuck yeah, all over pieces stuck all yes, over <laughs> crumbling on brutal. the floor
1: i know i've been to studios where they have all jade rental mats and i like it because they stay pretty sticky even when you're sweaty yeah. like they, they have a, this sweet spot feeling, where they're really good it. until it gets really sweaty and then they get too saturated and it becomes like a sponge mm-hmm. but i remember picking up our mats after a class and there was just little crumbles all over the whole floor it felt really bad for whoever had to clean up the studio after every single class
0: Yeah. Now that you own, now that you own your own studio, how brutal would that it's a be? Different
1: perspective on Matt. <laughs> Everyone here has a very personal relationship <laughs> with what what Matt is getting rented out to students. What do you like?
0: I have zero preference whatsoever. I don't like whatever's there. I will use that. That is it. I don't. I don't. I do not think about it. I like if it's a sticky mat, cool. Um, if it's normal mat, if it's the floor, I, like I think because of traveling and practicing so much by myself. Uh, And also teaching in so many different studios. I I never really considered bringing a mat with me because Mm -hmm. again, just like lugging it around, it's super awkward. Plus the airlines counted as your, as a carry on item. Mm -hmm. So that's limits the amount that you can bring, especially when we were like only doing carry on stuff. So I just got out of ever being interested in using any specific mat. And that was, I don't know, I I thought it was really helpful uh, just because it m- makes me feel adaptable in the practice space like i don't really feel like it, that i need anything to be that particular
1: i remember every time we would go to a studio to teach We'd show up and people would be like, well, "No mats? You don't have any mats?" We're like, "No, no mats. Yeah. I not figure. I figured you guys had mats because yeah, this is <laughs> a studio. Yeah, figured we'd use your mats because um, yeah, they are a pain in the butt to travel with. And it's even the little fold-up travel mats, which seem good in theory. Mm-hmm. You unfold them and they've got creases everywhere, and they're just like they're good in theory. And maybe they're good over carpet in a hotel room, but I think it's hard to find a actually useful travel mat."
0: Yeah, I think I used one for a long time. The
1: really I, thin ones, right?
0: Yeah, I think I used one just in general oh, for by a long accident. time. Not even by accident, by choice. Because I thought the the original <clears throat> Manduka ones, they were pretty much like a platform. Like, it felt so thick. And because I was doing handstand stuff, it, it was really challenging to use. It almost felt like too much. And so then I just used the travel one for a long time. And then it got nicked outside of um, whatever the studio was in Venice that we used to go to all the time.
1: hmm Oh, outside exhale.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it just just one day, I think it just got it just See got you later. It got, it got yeah, it awesome. got snatched. Um, yeah, I think maths is like a personal choice, obviously, but I also think that it's something that can be overthought. You know, if you just find something that works for you, you know, there's there's always like an up leveling to it, meaning that like the more you want to spend most likely the better the product is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, as long as you feel comfortable and it, it's something you don't think about, I think that's a mat that works. So yes. that's, that's something that I really, like if I'm thinking about the mat when I'm practicing, that's that's not where I want to be.
1: I think that's what I like about sticky mats See? is I don't have to think about it. I remember yeah. using a rental mat I like
0: at a, those all the time. So a that you, studio. Can, you can't do pickups as well. Mm-hmm. Get caught in the, some but of it's those spaces. I so absolutely
3: miserable when you're just in a downward facing yeah. dog and you have hair sli- and sweaty palms constantly. And you're constantly mm. sliding. I'm like, this is supposed mm. to be a place of kind of neutral pause, rest, and I'm not pausing or resting. <laughs> I'm it's real stressed out. Sli- yeah, sliding. So that's oh why I like them.
0: God. yeah <laughs> Get stronger hands. Get those we hey, <laughs> It's just like a
3: full body effort to hold <laughs> myself in
1: place. Dog, yeah,
2: like, yeah, if you sweat at all either get a mat towel or make sure your mat is useful otherwise you'll yeah. be miserable the whole of time, time. Yeah. It is like such i've a seen and i've seen yeah. i've seen people like not be able to like hold still and mm-hmm. slip and slide and i'm just like man that sucks, it sucks. I, I i've remember, been
1: running in the lobby and going to get the kind of like cleaning towels that we have our kind of throw away <coughs> mm-hmm. cleaning towels and handing them to somebody look put one underneath each hand yeah. it's gonna get you through class and then we're gonna get you a mat. there's a <laughs> few there
0: were a few people that had to get saved yeah mm-hmm. like
2: you've come you've know. come out a few times on the saturday morning and you'll be like hey bro we need some towels <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a few people that was like man they may not make it through this is <laughs> not enjoyable if they, get so
1: get they don't have a towel this yeah. is true
0: I remember the most brutal mat experience I had was we were practicing this really hot space in Pasadena and um, they had this weird floor that looks like your mom's spaghetti? No, <laughs> like like, Top Ramen. <coughs> top Ramen, it looks sure. like, I didn't ever eat Sorry, top I didn't mean to say no, but oh, you didn't eat, mm. eat Top Ramen. Yeah, no, oh. I didn't eat that, so oh. I don't know what it is. Oh. Like, I, like, like I know, this, it, I know it's what ramen is. the same is. as
1: the floor at that yeah. studio. It basically was Top Ramen across the entire floor. It was crazy.
0: It was really weird. This is such a weird texture, but the mat was so slippery, and it was so hot in there that I was, like, grabbing the sides in Down Dog. <laughs> It was a good shoulder activation. Thing, I think I was putting really my hands
1: on the top ramen and feeling uncomfortable about that as well. Yeah. But it seemed like it more was, grippy than the mat felt. It would kind of dig into your
0: imprint. Palms a bit. A little well, I feel like, bit. I could maybe
1: get my fingers in between <laughs> <laughs> the noodles, like latch it. Yeah, that was super few. interesting. But that was an. Int- I've never been to any other studio that, that had that had flooring. That. Yeah, I neither. think I tried to show you guys the mm-hmm. other day mm-hmm. what that was, and I didn't know what to search besides top ramen yoga floor. The place <laughs> in the place
2: in Oklahoma City has has a unique. Padding floor that you taught at, uh, which one? at Tiffany's?
0: Yeah, <clears throat> it was kind of similar to the pad. It does have a different, but it would—it wasn't like this. So this no. was like a. We, I've never. It was almost like a sport court kind of. But again, it looked like ramen.
1: Or like if silly string—if you took silly mm. string and covered the entire floor, and then it hardened, it kind of looked like that. Like just individual silly strings everywhere.
0: Yeah, so it's a weird. It's weird floor type. I would
2: say most most floors out here though are the rubber basketball court. Like the place a lot of the hot studios are.
0: Yeah, a lot of hot space. Again, hot spaces spaces have interesting floors because I think you're just dealing with a lot of water. You are. right. You're just dealing (laughs) with a lot of water. Your options are limited. limited. Mm -hmm. Or they're unlimited because you're trying to look for (laughs) solutions. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Like you're out there trying to figure out how are we going to have this many people sweat in this space on a regular basis and not have it completely erode the Mm -hmm. floor, right? So. So I don't know. the
1: unique it, challenges of the yoga. I mean, what other business? Need, are there any other businesses that, I, that I'm trying to think of one that has the same like sweat challenge <laughs> besides mm. a, besides a, a banya five?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't I can't think of one that would be like as th- this level of sweat because even um, like I was talking to Erica the other day and apparently people think commune is hot but it's not. It's only 80 degrees. It's just that it gets a little bit cooking in here sometimes you like with the lot bodies. bodies. Yeah, you keep a lot, create a lot of body heat. But you were saying that that's, that's the perception.
1: That commune is hot? Yeah, that commune is hot. I would love if we could have like a second commune hot studio and actually yeah. have hot classes. Because I don't be think slick. our classes <clears throat> are just, they're warm because Seattle is cold. But I I think they're more humid just because they're like, at least in pre-COVID days, people were happy to be, or at least I think they're happy to be in a very packed class. And so I think it was just humid. So it was, you could like, it was tangible, <laughs> right?
0: Sometimes you can kind of feel it. You
1: can feel it. There is was, there was an air of, of warmth all yeah, around you.
0: Like a, a, you know, sometimes there would be a different temperature setting in here, <laughs> a different, uh, different atmosphere, if you will.
1: Yes. But no, definitely it's not hot here. I mean, I guess it depends on your definition. But in Seattle, so many of the studios are hot, hot, like capital H-O-T. And so a lot of them are 100. Hundred degrees, like as baseline. We, I mean, what was the
0: hottest you taught in, Sage? But you cranked it up when you were just like when you'd be moody. I (laughs) I got moody because people, people were
2: bitching about it being cold. And one time, I was just like, okay, I didn't turn it off. Got up to 114.
1: people love it.
2: Dude, they, they eat it up. They like I was it. like, I knew, I knew if I had a decent flow and I got it up to like one I'm a God. Cause like <laughs> people, people, it doesn't matter what I do. It's like, people just go for the heat. I had my, I had one of the guys that would come to my morning class and I know it was hot enough for him because he quit 45 minutes in to lie on his back.
0: And that's what he was looking for. And that for. was a good sign. Yeah,
2: that was a good sign. I'm like, okay, he's he's good. I got the heat just right because he tapped out.
1: <laughs> oh, it's an interesting – the culture of yoga in Seattle is very interesting because it's like this weird mishmash of old-school Bikram, Baptiste, and then a little bit of forest yoga, I think, are the big – I mean, there's other stuff, but I feel like that's what kind of prevailed here. So a lot of stuff is just like power yoga. Until us. And, until us. <laughs> uh, it's power yoga in heat. So like let's do power yoga in an almost bikram room, which is pretty uh, intense, which is a lot. Did you take
2: me didn't you take me one time at think that class? I took you,
3: but you took me to a one of the places downtown. I start. Yeah, and I was by the door. I thought it was a safe space. You know, I could get a little draft from the <laughs> door, and I had to leave at a point cause
0: I was did like, "Did you really?" I
3: did. I tapped because I wasn't used to practicing in really a hot space. Like I'd say it was like normal temp. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Come on, didn't like, that dude, Oklahoma
0: humidity <clears throat> help you get ready? I mean,
3: what have. You would have thought. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. literally was like, "How would this?" Like, I hate this. I need <laughs> to leave. Like I'm feeling lightheaded, faint. Like I don't know what's happening. Like, I, I okay.
2: would be, I would come in and I would say, if you like it hot, the left side of the room is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. If you just want to like burn in hell, the right side, because, <laughs> because the, ceiling the ceiling was, was so low much off- lower th- and I didn't know, you don't know. No. I think
3: that was yeah. the only thing that you told me. You were like, just don't go that way. And <laughs> yeah. Dude, we right.
0: did the first time we went to that studio, uh-huh. which was again, such a long time long ago, time. probably like 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. I don't even know, a while ago, we went during the lunch break and um, it we just went into the room. And didn't even think didn't twice about it. Didn't even think about twice it. about it. And then, like 15 minutes in a class. I was like i was kind of i was trying to go hard in some sun a's probably and, I was, and then it was, I was man i'm dying like it's so hot over here and there's no air and we had to go no. back to work we used to sneak i got to go think sweating, s- sweating that whole day no you i remember trying to shower upstairs and going
1: day. back to my my cubicle and being like flushed still, <laughs> still sweating still like sweating. i gotta go to a meeting and i'm just sweating through my jeans
2: <laughs> i don't change until 40 like 30 40 minutes after class oh, i can't I'm too, I'm too i'm, too, I'm too hot just just glistening i kind of I, I like, I kinda like
1: it to be honest once I, a week once every once yeah. well i kind of mm-hmm. like it every once but that may because i'm like wh- wh- kind of raised up in it here yeah. but uh, no, I, kinda, I, I, I just couldn't do it practice. every day anymore i couldn't do it every day i, just, I definitely, just, you just, definitely you can can't drink that. enough water yeah you just can't mm-hmm. like to replenish yeah i
0: i enjoy hot class like i would, I would do a few a week if if that was you know part of mm-hmm. something that was available but i mean we like for example this the place we were talking about in pasadena like i enjoyed going there like mm-hmm. I mean, making making a laugh about the floor because it was weird but it was a good experience but, but I, I, liked I enjoyed center. it yeah, it was, yeah. Nice. it was nice um yeah all right so when you teach moving on from our, from our matt question <laughs> that then evolved into a, i don't know a, a studio and hot yoga question um, just what
2: our preferences are <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's all good it's good to get the preference out there um when you teach class in person do you do the poses as well when you mm. teach classes in person do you do the poses as well
1: it's a good question
0: yeah you want me to start go for it okay uh
1: not I really know your answer nope <laughs> not really <laughs> nope <laughs> I was like that's an easy one for me not much I demo a little bit especially I mean it depends on the level of students if I'm teaching foundations or beginners then I demo a lot um if I'm teaching mobility I demo quite a bit because oftentimes some of the flow is more complicated and you just need to have a visual reinforcement. But when I'm teaching regular old yoga, I demo very little. Like I might get on my mat once or twice to jump into something, like to just get something started, like get a sequence started on one side. But I I almost never do the poses with like the full class ever. And I am curious though, after a year of teaching online and demoing everything, if I'm going to get back in front of people and all of a sudden – Want to, or be beca- mm-hmm. like if I'm gonna feel if I'm gonna feel more at home there than I ever did before, but typically I don't.
2: I think so, you'll want to probably just see students. And be like, I know, I'm, I'm so tired of not looking marveling. at you guys,
1: <laughs> just marveling at everyone in class. <laughs> like,
0: What's well, the funny thing is gonna be when you look out and there's not big lights smashing oh, you, it's Ooh.
3: gonna be
1: great. Because
0: my <laughs> eyes are gonna be happier, <laughs>
3: yeah, it's gonna be a whole different world, uh huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I but mean, as
3: far as for me in that question, I'd say. Also, it's a blend. I usually, a lot of times, I think, that was like so long ago, but when I was teaching in person, I would start the class a lot of times on my mat uh, to get the breath going or like beginning a series, just like you said, beginning a sequence or something. I'd go through like the first side all the way through and then likely I'll get up and roam around the space and then sometimes fluctuate back. If I'm doing some core, maybe sometimes I'll come back and do the novosis. you got to do the you, core with people. you got to get down there and say, cook like, it up. I felt always bad like cueing core and like, kicking your butt and you're like okay you can do it too you know at the same time it gives you a little bit more inspiration or hope to do it with you.
2: I can't stand it when people do hardcore and they're not doing it with me because <laughs> I, I just want to be like I, I just want to be like you got to do it too. Yeah. I, I would say it depends on for me the time of day who's in like the vibe in the class what I'm teaching I'm kind of I'm kind of with you there's some days where I feel like demoing um, there's some days where I feel like if I'm creating something that needs to be shown a little bit more broken down I will uh, but the more that I've grown in my teaching and my process, I really enjoy looking at bodies. And I think, um, that's something that I, uh, am excited about getting better at when we open up. And it's, it's cause I've normally, or I would normally practice, I practice quite a bit on my mat when I first mm-hmm. started and then try kind of moving towards or shifting towards, uh, adjustments and different things like that. I've been enjoying that a little bit more, mm-hmm. so
0: I can go 100 percent either way, and it doesn't. I don't really think about it one way or another. So, um, if it's walking the room is what's available to me based on space, then walking the room is what it is. If uh, demonstrating is part of what's needed for the class experience, I think I'll lean more towards that. I've definitely went through like big periods of doing a lot of both. Um, I remember uh, when we were running our space in LA, the kind of the way we set up the room was for. The teacher to be able to demonstrate a fair amount of the practice because it was a smaller, intimate experience. Uh, but then when we started running the space up here, I don't think I demonstrated a pose for months before we closed um, for because of COVID. So it it really kind of ebbs and flows, and in certain environments like. Because we teach in places where English is a second language, you have to be able to demonstrate Like you have to be able to Show and then like and also like adjust yourself and make it real a really Visible physical experience and then other times, you know having your language land is more important I think there's everybody learns differently and so trying to find different ways to connect with your student base is um, is the key to to that Uh, because So often, especially if you're someone that's sequencing in a bit more of a unique way maybe, uh, being able to demonstrate in the beginning I think is really important because you may not be fully prepared to articulate the movement, which is really a complicated thing to grasp. Like yes, you can talk and yes, you can say like knee to tricep, but maybe that doesn't really correlate with a student. And so being able to organize the space and, and be a visual representation as well I think can be really helpful. I really just believe it's about creating a space for the student to have their own experience, and always remembering that if I am demonstrating poses, it's not my practice space. Like I'm there to share the practice. That's that's my main aim, and so it's one of the things I think that is challenging. If you only demo, is that it's it's kind of easy to get caught up in doing the doing your practice, you know, and and just kind of remembering that. <coughs> well if you're teaching class you're teaching Mm -hmm. you know
1: well and demoing versus like walking the room is what we usually call it but finding like a sweet spot of both i think just like shelby and i both said like i might start a sequence on the mat makes a big difference because even if you have the most like ace verbal cues and you can articulate everything you want, that still doesn't mean that everyone can understand what you're saying. Like everyone can hear it, they can visualize it, they have the same yoga IQ or they learn the same way. So even if you gave like the world's best cue that should make sense it's still not going to make sense to everyone right you're still going to say something and someone's going to go I don't know what a tricep is so everything you said was beautiful but it doesn't mean anything to me so being able to get on your mat at some point I mean it really does make your classes more accessible to more kinds of people more learning styles because there is something comforting about someone the teacher says something you don't know what to do and to be able to look up see them do it and go oh, okay, that's the thing and try to mimic it at least that way and get yourself started rather than looking up and the teacher's halfway across the room and you're like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I, and I'm I'd just going to put my foot here and hope that that's what we're going for.
0: Language is such an interesting thing because you normalize your own speech patterns and you normalize your own knowledge base, right? So anything you say is something from your own knowledge base and you're just, a, it's very easy to assume that to be a truth for other people. Uh, I remember uh, maybe around, uh, maybe six or seven months into being open up here, uh, a student who's coming to my class every single day uh, came up to me after class and was like, Hey Patrick, what's a femur? Do you know what I mean? And I was like, I say femur all the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's, it's, such a normal And it meant thing. nothing to him it, because. Yeah. It meant, no, it meant nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it meant zero to this student. And so I, I, I didn't think anything of them I was just like oh that's so interesting to me that's literally nothing I would have ever considered mm-hmm. until um, until they said that so I was like oh wow that's why wow, that's just is wild to me but again we all normalize our own reality and mm-hmm. so um, I guess just waking up to that and understanding you know there's different ways people learn different ways people experience information and you want to do your best to um, try to meet people in the middle of that space great I, I think it's important uh, all right. Onward. 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 That's Onward. a good transition word. Onward. 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 Um, uh, how do you find authentic teachers in a predominantly online world? So when it comes to, you know, like, how are you going to find the teachers that work for you? Well, for one, practice with us. You know what I'm saying? For starters. <laughs> you're here, to have to start. If you're, if you're for, for starters, practice with us. Um, but w- what, what do you guys think about that question?
3: I think that online you have an opportunity to try more teachers at like a lower rate of cost uh, for one. So you can drop in for us in particular for seven days free and check out all of us. Subtle, want plug. Want just subtle, just a plug. subtle plug. Subtle plug. Subtle plug. But it's just one of those things where. Shelby has five classes this week. <laughs> yeah, you just going <laughs> to let you know that all the time. But um, if you're going to an in-person studio or class, like lots of times it's 15 to like $22 for a drop in to try one teacher. So I think there's lots of different freedoms that you have in the online world to just check out as many people as you want to um, at a low cost and then be like oh I like this place and I'm going to go there I think that's how you would find maybe yeah. at least for me.
1: I also think there's a when you're just in your local community you're so confined by just I don't know, traffic patterns and what's nearby and your job and when you can go to class. Maybe there's a teacher in your community you've always want to check out, but they teach at 9:30 always and you have to go to work. And so there's a lot of just barriers to exploration. not like cost prohibitive, but also just logistics of how mm-hmm. am I going to get there? How's that going to work? Whereas now online, I feel like there's the most opportunity ever to just try something new. Why not drop in? So many teachers on a big and a small scale have some sort of online offering in some capacity whether it's YouTube or their own little platform or whatever it is that I feel like there's less barriers and also less pressure Mm -hmm. you're not you know there's been times when you want to go to a class and I I like to be in a class that's a little bigger. You know, like I like the energy of it, but I like to practice in the morning. And I would always find myself in this like funny spot where I want to go to class at 9.30, but 9.30 is usually not the like energetic time of day class. So I didn't always feel like I was getting the experience I was looking for, even from a a great teacher. And so online, I think you have, you don't have the pressure of like hitting that perfect class from someone to try to get a gist of who they are. You can just explore at a, like in a more inquisitive way, instead of trying to like get a whole understand who they are as a teacher from just one class
0: i think one of the cool things about right now is pivoting or i guess just building off what shelby said you can try pretty much everybody out for free right now like literally anybody that teaches yoga is teaching online in some capacity currently and you can try out their class because they're most likely on some form of a platform or another and i think that's awesome because it gives you the opportunity to find the practice that works for you uh, one of the things that's really interesting to me is that online yoga for us, for uh, Carling and myself, has been so normal for so long because when we first started practicing and really diving deeper into everything, we were mainly practicing online because the teachers that we wanted to take didn't live where we lived, but they did have stuff online and so we were taking that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's, I think, part of the reason that it was so easy for me to build a home practice yeah, because that's kind of what we did like we took those <coughs> classes we would you know go to work and then we would run up this hill and then we would run back <laughs> was, and then we'd take yoga class like that's, I was that, just that, gonna say we'd do
1: some hill sprints and then come home and do a 60 we, to 90 minute yoga we, we, class, 90 class with teachers we loved that live in a, lived in a different
0: state lived in a different state like that that was just something that we did so often and so frequently and uh, I, I think it's cool that Yoga is starting to move broader into this online space like because It's giving people more access to the type of yoga that they want to practice Like you're not just locked into doing the yoga That's as you were saying in your commute or in your area or a place that you can get to on a regular basis I think it's awesome that um, you know as for us so many members of commune are from all over the world and uh, so many people that practice with me on YouTube are from all over the world, and there's so many other people that are having very similar experiences with different teachers. And I think that's fantastic because it's really going to only broaden the scope and the perspective of the practice. I mean, I make this joke all the time um, to our TT students, but uh, my best friends for like the first probably seven years of me teaching yoga thought that I taught Bikram because that's what they just thought yoga was, you know what I'm saying? And so like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just exposure. That's just like knowledge base. Like their moms probably went to yoga and it was Bikram. And then, you know, maybe they knew a few other people that went, you know, from other jobs or who knows what. And so, Uh, people being able to have access to different teachers I think is cool and I think the online space really begins to open that door and you know just being experimental with it and really giving somebody a full class I think is important as well because you know five minutes of class almost any class you take in person you may not like ten minutes of any class you take in person you may not like so uh, you know thinking that like oh I didn't like the first seven minutes of this class. Well, it's over for me. I'm begging it. It's like that's yeah. such a already defeated attitude to have towards it where you could, you know, just move through the full experience, like really see what they have to offer and then, you know, decide if it's something you want to repeat. Yeah, things to consider.
1: I just think it's, I think it's fun right now, not COVID. I, think it's, I don't think COVID is fun. I think yeah. that it, the, I think that the like rapid explosion of, cool. of, yeah, of access to things like this removal of <laughs> barriers Is really fun because all of a sudden, I mean, even just the ability to do any kind of training you want online right now, like literally anything you want is online at some cost. But so you can learn from teachers, you can do all these things that maybe before you're like, well, I might be a little self conscious to go in person, or I don't have the time, the space, the babysitter to go do this. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, I can do this like random weekend intensive because I can just do it at home. And I just think that's very empowering because so much of learning in classes feels kind of like there's a gatekeeper up between you and them. And so being able to put it online, I, I think has opened up a lot. Like it's made me reinvigorated about learning and about exploring things again, because, you know, especially with- within. I think it just
0: feels so much more available. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, I mean, we're studying with a number of different teachers right now, and I think it's cool. I think that uh, they're all teachers that we've wanted to spend more time with, mm-hmm. but because of just location, and you know our travel schedule and stuff. Those things weren't possible. Yeah, so being able to access different information and and study different things, uh, I and mean,
1: practice whatever time of be, day that you want yeah, to, totally. like that you can practice late at night, you can practice in the morning. I just think it's very free. And Maybe this is also like the like as. Small business owners and young parents, time is kind of like our main currency. Like it's the most important time is thing. It's always your main currency. It's the most important thing, and there's so little of it. Uh, that being able to say, okay, well, I'm I'm gonna get to do 20 minutes of this during this time, and 20 minutes of this during this time, and not being tied to. Because I think about even going back to class sometimes, I think about this with my, with uh, the Peloton, is that I can hop on there and do something with a teacher that I would have never been able to to explore something with, and I can do 30 minutes of something, whereas if I want to go back to class and do that experience, it might take me two and a half hours to have the same experience with traffic, with everything else, so it's really empowering to get to explore it, and then you know, then I can go back to that class when I, when I have the time, when I'm excited about it, instead of feeling like that's the only way to practice.
0: Yeah. Uh, CJ and Shelby, you guys have both posted about some of the other learning or training you guys have been doing, um, over the last, let's call it month and a half or so. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about that and how that's kind of come into your teaching? Uh,
2: yeah, I've been doing, uh, Simon Strengths, I know his at name, I don't, I actually don't know his last name, I just call him Simon Strength, <laughs> uh, but I've been doing a lot of his calisthenics, um, online platform and playing, and he's, he's through, uh, an app, I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's like a fitness app, it might even be called Fit, if how original, <laughs> uh, and... <laughs> is it just called Fitness I think app? it, no, I think it is Fit, exclamation point. <laughs> Um, yeah, but short it, and sweet. <laughs> I'll they I'll they need to get those <laughs> bugs fixed. I'll say that. Um, but other than that, that the actual planning platform has been super awesome. And I will say the one, like going back to the online practicing, I think, especially if you're new to some of the movements or are newer to some of these activities, it really is not a lot of pressure because you don't have to feel like you have to fit in, like you're steps behind. Um, my first yoga classes were Rodney Yee and you guys is on like YouTube and I think that's where I developed um, my kind of home practice and stuff as well and it's it's carried over to other trainings. It's, it's easy for me to be self-motivated or intrinsically motivated uh, through some of this online stuff because I've also done online stuff before. Yeah. I think that's a, sometimes if you haven't done online videos and haven't practiced that type of focus, because it's really easy to Get caught doing something else, especially I think I think that would be one of the one of the tougher things of the online is is keeping your focus. But that's also helped me stay focused in other classes and and help me, especially when we come back to with uh, students and stuff like that. So I think the if you're new to some of these movements or platform, the online stuff is really a risk free type of thing to try. Yeah.
3: Really funny story to segue real quick is I was going back through archives. I think I mentioned this almost every podcast about archive time, but um, I found an old video of me practicing yoga at my parents and it was like, Super early on, and I'm like listening and watching myself doing this random shit. I don't even know what I'm doing, to be honest. I'm trying, I'm giving my best effort. But I'm like looking around, I'm outside, it's hot, it looks like a summer day, and I'm like watching the birds, and I hear the voice in the background: it's Patrick.
2: (laughs) 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 It's Patrick
3: online. And yes, I was engaged, but I mean he makes you do hard shit. And this was like early on, and so like being dedicated to do hard (laughs) shit at the very beginning of your journey, I was like. Dude, what are you doing? What are you making me do? I don't know. So like, when you don't have a community or a room, <laughs> it's, so funny. it's so funny because I was like, nah. Like you could hear me like he's like in hold and I'm just like down on my knees <laughs> <laughs> watching the birds fly by. So trust me, I get it. The dedication takes a while to get. There. But I just had to segue because I thought it was hilarious. Because when I was back in Oklahoma, like I did the online thing too. Yeah. Like that's where I started to try to find yoga was just browsing, and then I knew CJ, and he was like, hey, check out my friends, (laughs) you know, and um, it's just kind of how it all spirals, but uh, yeah, I am a part of something different, another segue, and it's the Movement Guild, and it's a lot of um, unique and fun functional movements um, and reintegrating new patterns kind of back into my body that I've been Not that I don't do them in yoga, which if you did take a mobility class with me this week, I did take a lot of inspiration from that training to put into the movement on on the mat with mobility this week. And I think it's just really, it gives me a different perspective to kind of come back to the mat too, because yoga does have its own framework, but with our awakening, we have a lot of different kind of avenues that we like to explore that uh, make sense with our bodies. And so it's felt really nice and like refreshing to have like, a little bit of different training to kind of mix in with my yoga again because it kind of sparks new creativity it gives me new lines of tension because I'm sore <laughs> you know <laughs> sure from different movements and like typically if I go through the days and the weeks like sometimes I'm not as sore or whatever so um I think it gives you just a lot of different opportunities when you show up to your mat either to teach or to practice uh, new awarenesses within yourself that you discover and explore and like I'm like noticing tons of different things like wow imbalances left to right but Not to be judging them, but like being much more aware and um, hopefully bringing that to the mat to teach you guys how to be more aware and things like that. So
0: I love that you said the word explore a bunch because that's one of the things I think is so cool about online stuff is Mm -hmm. that you really can move at your own pace. I was commenting um, back to one of our students on the Commune Yoga Studio platform uh, in relationship to my handstand class from Monday because they were like, I got so frustrated during this because we did a side sweep into like a stab to a rotation into handstand. And again, that's all stuff that like, Shelby and I practice a fair amount of. Uh, And so you kind of learn to work your way through it. But if you're not used to some of those things, like it can be really frustrating. And like, where's my right hand? Where's my left hand and all that stuff. And you know, like the way that I'm oriented on the mat may be a little bit different than the way that you orient yourself um, when you're setting that up. And I was, the comment I was writing back was like, You know, I I fully expect like the first round this like to be a bit frustrating. Like like that's part of it. And but what it really does, it opens up so many more avenues and opportunities for you to explore, Um, because there's not the group pressure, and you don't see somebody next to you like nailing it, or somebody next to you looking to kick you in the head or the face (laughs) or something (laughs) like that. You know, it's, it's just kind of just you. And and so what what a bummer about it being just you is like you you totally nail it, and you're like first time like yeah. Awesome. Maybe like give your your cat or your, your partner a <laughs> high five or something like that, and keep it pushing. Um, but you do have an, a real opportunity to practice without the um, the subconscious public pressure that comes with taking you mm-hmm. know um, class in person. And so, a. Uh, uh, with teaching it's opened up a lot more avenues for the online space because we rotate classes every day that give us a chance to you know be experimental with y'all so you have you know new problems to work through and new things to come back wait how did that work or you know t- tapping into awareness like noticing imbalances between your right and your left or between you know your front and back or how you naturally position yourself and all those things really come into play um, so much more for our practice as opposed to like I am now doing this pose this is the pose I am now doing I am now doing this pose and I'm breathing in this pose and now I'm going to do the next pose you know and it, I really like the open-ended uh, opportunity of the practice more and so I, I think that it's it's cool to have this element of the cla- of your practice the online side of things where uh, you know you can not only explore different teachers uh, but you can also begin to explore different kind different things that you couldn't really do in a public class like when we teach handstands here in person, for example, it's really fun, and I love it. It's, I love the crowd, and I love the energy. But there's no way we could get away with teaching some of the things that <laughs> I teach online. There's just no way, right? And it's it, and it's not because of the you know the caliber of a student. Students here are awesome, right? And they, they try hard, and they are all you know making amazing improvements. And it's been going to be so cool to see when they all come back. Um, but the the space like there's a limitation of space and there's a limitation of you know being confined to your mat and there's a and to to respecting the space of the person next to you and so
2: you got to be comfortable literally being mat to mat for handstand class so it's it's like if you're if you're a if you're not if you're at home if you're at home though then you like you said you have so much more opportunity to feel comfortable yeah. Like, if you don't feel comfortable hopping. Exactly. The mat.
1: Well, I think about that in our mobility classes, too, because mm-hmm. I, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago... You both have been getting the we, I don't, you know, so we have <laughs> been just kind of, like, yeah. letting it fly we'll lately. And <laughs> we yeah. have. And good. Like, You'd
2: have to cap it at four, yeah, four yeah. students. It, it,
1: it'd be four people in class today, because like, what did we do a couple weeks ago? We did some slides with the socks, and then we did a full roll on our back up to the other side yeah. and stood up. And it's like, in class, how we going to do that? <laughs> yeah. you gotta roll Could on you your, imagine you seeing your, everyone rolling around? And step up onto their mat, roll back to your mat, like... It'd be fun, but that's a special kind of student mm-hmm. <laughs> that it wants. Well, and we, we just can only fit so many people in that class. Out. So it is really freeing as a teacher, too, to be able to say, you know, I know that there's also space confines for people at home, but to say, like, sure, you could be in your, in your kitchen or you could be in your dining room or your backyard, and that there's – I'm not in class looking around going – okay, well, we are not doing any twisting postures today because there's no room to turn to your right or left. It's a linear practice. (laughs) It's it's a forward-backer. Or you're looking at a class that's crowded, and you're saying, okay, well, I want to do Warrior Three. Well, no one in the front row can put their arms up, and no one in the back row can stick their back leg up. Mm So uh, it's interesting, even in person, depending on the class time, like I plan different things depending on what kind of class. From teaching a 9.30 class, and I know I'll have some space and, you know, a different energy, then I can allow for more, like exploratory You can definitely
2: experience. tell if a class is planned if it's packed and they're we're doing wild thing. Yeah, but like you can just you immediately tell you eat this was pre-planned. And you didn't want to let go of that. And you did you not want to let go. go of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're all gonna do ekapada kundinyasana and yeah. everyone's foot is over here. Everyone's inside. That grow. was pre-planned. That was pre-planned, and I will not let go of my plan today.
0: <laughs> you you could teach it too. You just gotta like you know cue too it. You gotta. That's you gotta when you say okay now everyone in the, in the stagger. Yeah, <laughs> straight up find
1: a spot. Yeah, there's a there's a freedom to online because, you know, I'm just assuming that you're at home adjusting as necessary mm-hmm. to the right space.
0: Uh, a question for your, you two and for the pod, mm. th- for the people listening. Uh, Shelby and I were talking this week about when we opened back up teaching a floor work class. A, how many people do you think could fit in the room? <laughs> <laughs> and then B, do you think we would need to do prerequisite? And and C, would you all be interested in coming? so a general survey <laughs>
1: one how okay how many people can fit in the room for a floor work how extensive of a floor work class are we talking
2: uh,
3: undetermined.
1: undetermined undetermined yeah I think well, you could do it out thinking about
3: 8 to 10 so I think 8, four, to, ten. Know, I eight, ten. Say, eight to 10 give your mobility flow from a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. like think about gandering about you know that much space you
1: know, so you need like a, you need a general spaces. let's yeah. say uh, you need a social we'll distance a circle more, around like, your mat a 6 it's foot circle
2: I'm almost thinking lines of 4 and you just go down and back yeah
1: yeah. I think, yeah. you're, I think yeah. you're capping yeah. 8 to 10. Yeah, I think you're capping yeah. 8 I to 10. T- mm-hmm. I think oh, 8 good. to 10. I think it would be fun. I think we definitely need sign-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that sounds fun. I mean, I with all of the stuff that we've been throwing out to the community over the last year, I think that a floor work class, things like that, like allowing for a little bit more freedom into the movement world for classes is way more in in the cards now that everyone's been exposed to it a little bit more at mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and that they can come and feel like they already have an idea yeah. of what that means whereas i think you know on day one if we'd opened up and said okay at noon it's movement and a, and there only eight people can come i just think that's a, it's a you know it's a
0: do, do you think do you think we need to do a prerequisite
1: What's the prereq?
0: Like, like we'd have to You teach do a somebody. test in the no, lobby. No, like we'd have to teach, do like a workshop or something where we'd have to teach like some of the basic things. No. I no, I just, so. just, just open yeah, it I think up.
1: Yeah, I think you could do a series, I suppose, a foundational yeah. series. But I think you do a workshop, people are going to come to that. But no matter what, you're going to teach the class, people are going to come to the class that didn't do the workshop. Yeah. Unless you're gatekeeping it, there's no mm-hmm. way. Like people just come when they want to come.
0: I think we'd have to recommend they wear sweatshirts if this is the first time.
1: Yeah, you can tell <laughs> people they need sweatshirts yeah. and socks.
0: No, which is just a sweatshirt that sweatshirt, a sweatshirt is essential
1: I think you guys could build up a really cool community that wanted to do it and it'd be really fun but I do think you can only put eight, the, eight thanks to thanks ten thanks pe- for your faith in us yeah but I think I you can only put eight it. to ten people in this room because I, think I the like Poplar- those French doors not want any feet going through them so. I'm not worried
0: about that I'm just worried about all these people being wallflowers like shell that's not, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> not <to just> say, <laughs> just we got feet like rolling
1: around <laughs> <Just> rolling. one <laughs> hole one
0: oh hole we're done everyone's over
1: to the right sounds fun I, I think that would be fun I don't know maybe a workshop would be would be helpful but I don't think because, it's necessary well,
3: because you think about like if you do have some dedicated practitioners mm-hmm. that want to come every week they're mm-hmm. like I want to be in that one of the eight yeah. lineups like how will we see or
1: how will they feel like they're getting growth if we're like oh but I gotta
3: two sides oh again. you gotta, you gotta know, do. we have to see the side sweep again because we're like well But you know. So you gotta teach a. You you gotta teach it. We're just
1: brainstorming on camera here. Yeah. You gotta teach maybe a monthly workshop or a bi-monthly workshop. That's kind of the introduction Mm -hmm. to it. uh, So that people feel comfortable.
3: Asterisk preferred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> preferred, yeah. <laughs> preferred that you've suggested done Suggested, or you can put
1: the, you put the workshop online suggested. too. Oh. Put the workshop on the platform oh. so yeah. that people could offer it once a quarter in studio and put the re- put it on the on the site as well, so people could do it at home. They feel ready. They're not. They're too impatient to wait for the next quarterly workshop.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: you have somewhere to send people. If they came to class, they said they were ready and they came. They were one of those eight people, and they were like, I was not ready. Yeah. You could say no problem. Go online, take a gander at the workshop, and you know, see you're you next t- week. You're,
0: you're in a tank top. Go go buy a commune. You guys <laughs> your need a and sweatshirt. Slide your way back in. Your shoulders. Just for
1: people listening that aren't sure why you would need a sweatshirt in a in a floor work class. Bruising, shoulder bruising. bruising.
3: We're doing lots of rolls on our body, and <laughs> <Bruising, laughs> like those shoulders, and we've got bones everywhere. So just whenever like they hit the ground. Four times in a row, you're like, "Wow, okay, I feel that. I feel my shoulders." Do you feel
0: it right when we dead. do it, or is it just afterwards? Because it's like towards the, the end of a longer few, session. It's
3: funny. It's like the first few, you think it does actually get worse, but like the first few, you're like, "Oh God, oh God," and then it's kind of like the adrenaline's going, the energy's flowing, everything's fine. And then by the end of it, you're like, "Okay, I think I've really grinded it down. Like I really <laughs> got Like tomorrow, you're gonna like look in the mirror and be like, I do have a nice softball bruise right there." <laughs> yeah. Do you feel but like, like,
1: really like the top robin floor would would soften those? bruises no. a little bit no you don't think so? don't it's know. just a function of the I, movement i think
3: it's just a function of the movement because i was actually rolling around today on the carpet and i still was feeling like same thing oh so it's the same because you're just going over the same spot yeah. over and over and over it's yeah. like because
1: we're doing studio improvements we can talk about getting a, to- a top robin <laughs> or, no. or a basketball gym floor <laughs> in here if y'all want <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
0: <laughs> un- unrequired we'll, we'll stick with the classy one all right let's <laughs> swing into the last question of the day um what is your favorite series in the solar practice to teach and to practice mm. right now current
1: to practice
0: to practice and teach currently favorite uh, okay. series in solar practice? to
1: practice is probably navigation series it's like if i could just do one thing each day i'd probably choose that because it's got a little bit of everything feels good you get to go every direction gets yeah i'd say navvy, navvy as we call it i lovingly. think that's a fan fave fan fave that's the Navi. yeah the Navi series and to teach what do i love to teach i like teaching the folding series i think it's fun
2: Another fan page. Another fan page. Did I just answer for everyone?
1: (laughs) You took took my two, for
2: sure. I would say I love practicing navigation. Um, I actually enjoy. Maybe it's a little cynical. I enjoy teaching Warrior 2 because I like it when in person because I like to give adjustments <laughs> and I like to make things hard and like you know because you get time to walk around and mm-hmm. kind of adjust and make things you know whatever you need it to be for the moment so I like teaching Warrior II. you like the Warrior series mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's I true
1: I do like I'm, well, I'm the same. I like I like enough hold time so that I,
2: I can so you can adjust and start. like I can and <laughs> Work them a little bit Cheater more chatter
1: want. a little yeah. bit.
0: Yeah. I agree. I love chatting, so. <laughs> Shelby, you elaborating on yours? Also, uh, I don't know if I said your name <clears throat> fully there. I wasn't <laughs> It's a <sure>. combination these <laughs> yeah, days, you guys. Sure. It says
3: shelves, sheaves, it's, like, it's a whole <laughs> lot of different things. Any of them work, it's fine. Um, not really. I just really like them. I like those two are like the top faves. I'd say folding maybe before Nabby. I am into that. We talked about that. But I just, it can go a lot of different ways, too. Sometimes, I like, variations of folding. I yeah. like just... Yeah, I just move in that way, and I think it's really fun and it's great.
2: Yeah. You can throw a navvy anywhere in class uh-huh. at any really time, can. beginning, mm-hmm. end, middle. Mm-hmm. You just need to catch your breath. The only yeah. thing
3: you're that's doing kind of that day a couple folding, times because it's symmetrical. You know, <coughs> so I'm like, I do like this symmetrical. symmetrical. It the feels like
1: soothing to my nervous system a little bit. Yes. Like it feels like a mini full practice. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could do a couple of C's or B's and a navvy and feel like that's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like that feels complete
0: to me. For me right now to teach, mm-hmm. I would have to say ritual because I've been doing it a lot. You've been hitting
1: bee- those B's hard. <sighs> mm-hmm. it's,
0: I've been liking the B recently. I like teaching the B's I think it's because I'm just learning how to been... stand up on my right foot again. You're and so, so it's just like, it's like a boost of confidence anytime so I can about do it. it. <laughs> yeah. I
2: think I've been A's for a while.
0: Yeah. It's weird. Uh, you get
1: on a streak. I do too.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been I've been just hitting them both a fair amount, just, I don't know, I'm just in that zone. I also because we're in TT and so like mm-hmm. we do a fair amount of ritual series because I think it's so important for our new awakening yoga teachers to really like ingrain into their mm-hmm. vibe. I've also really liked teaching continuity recently. I've been doing that a lot. But I think it's also again because uh, like everything right now for me is in relation to like using my foot again. And so... You're excited. Th- yeah, there's a total excitement towards it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, being able to do full circle wheel again and, like, be able to do that with confidence is really fun. And it's, you know, it's crazy. Um, and in my own practice right now, I, folding has been my favorite one. And this thing I've been doing the most recently is also because of, um, like, going over my toes, especially my right foot is so new. And it feels like it's like this really weird like electric sensation that like kind of goes through my foot and not not like a painful or an intense way but just like a whoa like it's there it's doing something (laughs) the wires are reconnected yeah and that, that feels really cool and it's just like learning I've felt and seen so much progress in that space over the last few weeks that it's just like it's astounding to me like I went from essentially not being able to do toes pose um maybe about 15 days ago to being able to do folding series and so that's like a wild like shift I guess and it's cool to see those things happen so those would be mine those are good ones yeah you know it's always good to have a different series the nice thing about the series is like you'll go in and out of which one is your vibe at that Mm -hmm. moment and so I knew you guys were gonna be Warrior Series people, you and C. No, we'll just, just those,
1: those were like our secondary. Dude, balls. me
2: and C are just, we're, we were like separated at birth. birth. <laughs> like we're, we're, <laughs> G- we're <Gemini> literally, we <laughs> love everything the same.
1: Actually, Siege, I thought of you. We were at Target the other day and they have a Nickelodeon series of shirts right now. And there was a shirt with like a cat dog. Cat,
2: dog, all real monsters. All real. Oh it was like all God. the cartoon Rocco, <laughs> <Day. laughs> <laughs> No, Rocco was on there. uh Probably <laughs> was, Doug. It
1: was Doug. Quail, was on probably Quailman Doug. Um, mm-hmm. Rugrats. Skeeter was on there. I saw that and I was hey, like, Arnold, should get this for Siege. Angry beavers. angry beavers. <laughs> I love angry beavers. Oh God! That was a good one. That was I loved Angry Beavers. That was a good one. Ah, Real Monsters. That was actually my personal favorite.
2: Really?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Per- Literally goes. outside of Doug, I don't know, never say heard of, any of this. Yeah, thank you is like, are you a yeah.
3: Rugrats in there? Is that in the same era? Is that? In the yeah, yeah the Rugrats. Yeah. Rugrats. Yeah, I, was, I, would rugrats
0: mm-hmm. okay. I would know Rugrats too. I would know Rugrats and I would know Doug.
2: You know, Hey Arnold?
1: I was just hey gonna
2: Arnold. say that. How I about can, Hey Arnold? I can reference Hey
0: Arnold, but I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say I know it. I just know that Hey Arnold has the football head, and his friend had the really tall March Simpson afro. Not
2: only do I know it. I know most theme songs. Mm. This is
0: not shocking though, because like when we go to concerts together, you start humming the tune so well, like you couldn't have never heard it before. I'm like, damn, does this guy know the lyrics to every song? <laughs> but no, he just picks up I, the tune. I so do
2: cheat. I do cheat. I look. the last thing I'll say. I do look ahead of what the playlist or the set list, set list will be. He's obsessed with this. I am. That's true. You always. I hear. like to know. Don't you like to be
0: surprised? No, because no, I because
2: because.
3: I didn't even know that you go to concerts for set like and have a set list. Like, really? I didn't you
2: didn't know, know, know about that this thing. No, I, I do this because the because there's so many songs that <laughs> I don't give a chance time. and it makes me listen, it gets me excited about yeah. the show. So
3: I have a whole new perspective because of you because of that. I was like, I didn't even know you could do this. This is yeah. so cool. You I show get
2: so pissed when it's wrong though. Like I'll go back and I comment on this a website and be like, wrong <laughs> 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 Fucking but, Boise Idaho wrong set oh. list. Portland? Nope, didn't hear that song. <laughs> get, <laughs> I get salty, dude. It is uh, funny. Just imagine. Which which cut
0: read. which cut uh did you want to hear that didn't show up, like that you can remember? Uh
2: I would say that uh when I heard when I went to a 30 seconds to mars show uh This was kind of when they were a little bit more famous. They didn't play any of their old hitters. And that's like why I liked them. And so that was pre... That was like the moment... No, that was the moment before I was like, all right, no more. I can't do... I have to know what the set list is going to be. Mm -hmm. Like that was the moment where I'm like, I didn't hear any songs. And Band of Horses was another band that that I really was wanting to hear some of their... The album with... uh, the tree. I don't know what the like one that the was O's called. LRC. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they didn't play like half the songs that I wanted them mm-hmm. to. Yeah. I also feel like I should be in charge of picking bands' set list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also. <laughs> <if> wow. <Well,
2: laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> if I'm being honest.
0: Hey, dude, I dig like it. You can hey, you. If I to do wasn't video.
2: doing yoga, I would be picking. I would be picking bands for venues, and I. would Hey, here's your set list. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I see that this is your craft. I have a different idea
2: for yeah. you today. <laughs> Wait, le- you've played that song ten times the last ten shows. Let's
1: let's pick it up a little bit. Let's switch it up.
2: <laughs> I'm just kidding, bands. I love everything y'all play. <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> Except when you don't play the song. Except I was waiting. Play for, the song I was waiting for. In which case, wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll still listen, but it it's, better. Better. it's a naw dog for me. It's Carling's gnaw dog for me. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just reminds me of. Um, We've seen Gaslight in them, I don't know, probably 15 times or something like that. And we've only heard them play Meet Me by the River's Edge once. One and I just time. get so frustrated about it <laughs> because Brian would just never play it. Um, and the only time we've ever heard it was at the... 10-year uh, reunion show for 59 Sound and so I was just like thank God it's so excited it. it's like box check it's like hey it's been
1: waiting We've been waiting, been waiting I think a lot of times with some bands they don't remember the words to some of the older ones and so you're waiting and waiting for a song that they just don't know anymore mm-hmm. dude
0: Kings of Leon doesn't remember the words to the new ones they got the teleprompter oh my god right they there. did they had the
1: teleprompter we sat like stage right at a Kings of Leon show <laughs> at Madison Square Garden and you could literally see him reading off the teleprompter it was some- is that normal? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah.
2: it is decently normal. I would really? say, especially for rappers. Uh wow. I I just saw inter- or, uh, like a little uh, podcast with Lil Wayne and Eminem, and they have to Google each o- they have to Google lyrics because wow. they don't know their own. I mean,
1: that's a lot to remember. Yeah, Eminem, my God! <laughs> yeah, he, has, he has a lot, a lot of lot different words.
3: To and
0: and a lot of different songs, like a lot of different yeah. verses. Like you could have, you could have, with a rapper, a if, especially if it's words. somebody else's song. Like for example, like Eminem with Renegade, right? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't perform that. That's Jay Z's song. So he could have written that verse like out of sight, maybe, out of maybe mind. Maybe a he he one-off moment. Yeah, maybe he didn't even write it. Maybe he just that was off the top of the head. He heard the beat. I don't, I don't know his process. But then all of a sudden, you know. Boom, it's this big song, like classic song and people maybe want him to do it. He's like, Well,
2: <laughs> dude, <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: know. I kinda wrote that like one one fine day and here when here we are, you really dig it. That's what, that's what's so interesting about rap because we're you know you, you, you really just do most artists I imagine really just do the the rapping part, meaning like the writing of the rap, mm-hmm. hopefully, and then the rapping of it. But they don't there's not as much in this song structure as you would see if you were like in a band where you know, you're more involved in the like song. Like a singer structure. songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I can't say I know anything about music creation. When so. I write my raps, yeah. so We do your raps. We're, we're, do we're my process. We're, we're really moving from like topics we know about to topics, topics we, we know, are really we just don't.
1: making a lot of assumptions. Well, we here know about enough to make process. we know
2: enough to make play set lists. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so when all the venues open back up, they know who to hire for a consultant.
2: <laughs> they do.
0: I mean, if you want people to come, he's here at, at Carlton James on Instagram. You can send him a DM. <laughs> All right, y'all, that feels like a a good spot to wrap things up this week. Uh, As always, thank y'all so much for tuning in, and uh, we will chat with you soon. We'll practice with you soon. Have an amazing rest of your day. Peace.